Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to Social with Soph, and I hope you have a good time. Hey guys, I hope you're all doing well this week. We have a very fun little episode for you all. I was able to conduct an interview with my dad this week, asking him a few questions on a fun little topic I call masculinity. So I've been reading this really great book for class, Exploring Masculinities, Identity, Inequality, Continuity, and Change by Pascoe and Bridges. It's actually what led me to conducting this interview and choosing the topic I chose. Um, I was able to pick a few key concepts out of my reading that really stuck out to me and I think are just important and basic for everyone to know and then draw some connections from my dad's interview. So let's do it. All right, so I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with Connell's theory or terms of gender order and gender regimes. So gender order and gender regimes basically refer to very common patterns um, of gendered performances or gendered relations that then just become accepted by society as the quote-unquote norm. Um, Gender regimes refer to the state of gender relations within institutions And then gender order is how these different gender regimes kind of all function together. So uh, a little example of this is what comes to mind for me is nurses and surgeons. As you know, not all nurses are female and not all surgeons or doctors are male. You would know this, especially if you watch Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) No, but seriously, um, we all know this to not be true. But I bet if you were to go on Google right now and search doctor and nurse, you would see a female nurse and a male doctor. Um, Also, I don't know if anyone's seen Meet the Fockers or Meet the Parents, but Greg is a male nurse and he receives some serious backlash from his father-in-law. And if you've seen this movie, you'll know exactly what I'm getting at. But um, another example is gender order at home and what that looks like. So typically that looks like the female or the wife is the homekeeper. She does the laundry, she takes care of the kids, cooks, cleans, you know, all the housewife things. you never heard of house husband, have you? Um, and then the husband tends to serve as like the disciplinary or the breadwinner. Though we're seeing less and less of this, um, we're still thinking this way a majority of the time. And, for example, my dad's generation grew up in this household um, with these gendered norms. So, for example, I asked my father what his chores were as a child. And after that, I asked him what his sister's chores were. And you can see exactly what I mean by gendered order at home from his response. Mowing the lawn. That was pretty much it. Really had to mow the lawn. (laughs) What did your sisters have to do? Uh, my sister's actually, she did a lot. Jennifer cleaned the house and kept house and did laundry and really helped out my mother a lot. So they did a lot more than we did. We just did the mowing and that was about it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, as you can see, um, there are very clear roles in his household. The guys do the yard work, in this case, just mowing, and the girls do everything else. You can imagine how frustrating that must be living in these gender orders at home, at school, everywhere you go, at work, 
and how really debilitating it can be for women growth and movement it's ideas like this in our everyday life that create these gender orders and structures that we can't seem to escape that only further perpetuate these relations of power and inequality between men and women even emotions can fall into gender order for example my dad off topic started talking about women's emotions and compared them to men's briefly and what he said was just like very stereotypical the classic women are more emotional guys tend to be able to hold it together more but i'll let you hear exactly what he said I don't think it's because of their emotions, you know what I mean? The men down, they don't have emotion. Like, women can get very emotional over the silliest things, you know? Even though customers saying something or men just goes right over. They just business, you know what I mean? Get them the food and get them in and out and get the next people in. That's the way they think. They don't care about the way... So, what my dad was referring to in this was, before this, we were talking about in masculine jobs and what those would be. And he said waitressing and waiters were on the line of that but then he started to talk about the nice italian restaurants and how they only have male waiters because they just you know do the job better anyway we know this is not true but it's ideas like this that are just portrayed way too often where females are just over emotional uncontrollable that gives you all these common sayings like you hit like a girl or big boys don't cry and it creates these dangerous gender orders and regimes that teach boys that they can't cry and can't show emotions and girls that you are weak and you will stay weak um just to show how engraved gender orders are in our heads and can lean to gender regimes i'll play this clip of my dad for you it was originally the question um was what makes you feel super manly and he began by saying i don't know it's just quote unquote natural so listen to what natural means for him so i'm gonna talk about power relation in regard to the four gender relations discussed in the beginning of the textbook power relations is the creation of gender inequality it's the how did we come to have these relationships between men and women where men are the superior and women are inferior? It's caused by persistent patterns in the distribution of power. We see it in all aspects of our life. We see it at home. We see it in our government where there's no females in government. We see it at schools where all of the teachers are females and all of the head honchos, the principals, the vice principals, the superintendents tend to be males and we see it especially in our jobs ceos males women are the front desk women the secretary the not really all that rewarding exciting jobs um another example of this is that men are thought to be more physically powerful than women making women already seem inferior um and creating and inequality in standards for things like guys play footballs and girls play volleyball. Why is it so strange if a girl were to play football and a guy were to play volleyball? We all love gym volleyball. Um, for example, I asked my dad his opinion on girls playing football, and this was his response. 
like natural, you know what I mean? Most guys just act like guys, you know what I mean? And most girls act like girls. What does it mean to act like a guy, though? Not to be all wimpy and, and <laughs> sissy and crying and whining and mushy and stuff. That's it. Guys are a little bit colder, a little bit tougher, quieter maybe, stronger. Do you, think, do you think guys feel like they have to be quiet and tougher? Most of them do, I think. Yeah, most of them, that's probably the way they were bought up from their dads, you know what I mean? Their dads were probably pretty quiet guys, just worked, you know? Like, I don't agree with it. Why don't you agree with it? Because it's too rough, you know what I mean? When I think of the hits I took and the hits I gave, a guy would never want to hit a girl like that. I probably would never try to hit a girl that hard, you know what I mean? So that's a, an advantage to her. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was getting at. These power relations where men are the powerful ones and girls are the weak ones that need saving or protecting. Or need men to quote-unquote stoop down to our level so that we are equal finally. Um, We actually had a girl in my high school that challenged the school to be on the football team. And after a really long time of meeting with principles and so forth and passing all these crazy rigorous fitness tests she was actually able to be on the team it was pretty awesome she ended up being the fastest person on the team of of course Yay! so we talked a little bit about the power relations within institutions like at school but let's think about the power dynamics at home for example what my dad said before about the difference in chores between him and his sister We're constantly seeing this breadwinner-housewife dynamic, even within children. The roles and responsibilities at home for men and women are highly gendered. I asked my father what some of the things his mother hoped to instill for him, um, like values, morals, and such, and she had all the typical mothering, nurturing things to say, like open doors for young ladies, no cursing, mind your manners, and be kind. When I asked him what his father would have instilled in him, he had a very different approach. I don't know. Dad didn't instill much because he worked all the time, so he was just like yell at everybody. So we were just afraid to pop. You know I mean? <laughs> he really didn't instill too much in us except fear. So yeah, like many fathers of that time, and many fathers now even, his dad played just the simply disciplinary role and worked a bunch, and was there to provide, and just keep all the boys and girls in line. The term gender project is also something that really resonated with me while re-listening to some of my dad's responses. The gender project is the social configuration of gender. It's quite literally associating terms, colors, clothes with gender. It's taking our personalities and then sticking a gendered sticker on it. For example, if you go to a baby shower and she's having a baby girl, what color is everything? Pink, exactly. Why is this? It wasn't always this way. We read that originally boys and girls all had long hair and all were dressed in a simple sack. So what makes pink so girly and blue so manly? It's taking an object or an emotion and then creating a label based off of what? Simply a pattern and routine. 
Like, for example, I asked my dad what he did for fun in high school. And it was the very typical man's man's response. And he even had a little bit to say about what the girls did. Played football, wrestling. Uh, we used to play handball at lunchtime all the time. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, actually, in high school. What? What? Did the girls play handball? No, no girls played handball. The did... girls would sit and watch. <laughs> yeah, so that's just the basic, stereotypical male-female high school experience. They're very obvious and probably something we've all seen or even lived ourselves. However, you would be surprised just how gendered everything is. I asked my dad what's something you consider emasculine, and he went on a whole tangent of things that are masculine and things that are not so masculine. Gay, I consider it masculine, but I guess some of them are probably masculine, even though, you know, it just like, seems to be, you got to be emasculine if you're gay, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, you know, guys that are afraid of bugs and guys <laughs> that are afraid of... I think most fears that if a guy has is kind of emasculine, you know what I mean? If you do have them, you should try to hide them, you know what I mean? And keep them to yourself. But mm, certain foods, certain drinks maybe, fruity cocktails and stuff like that. You like fruity cocktails? I know, but it's kind of emasculine, you know what I mean? What most foods are emasculine? What foods are emasculine? That's funny. Yeah, not really. Food's not really, I don't think, emasculine. You know? Any cars emasculine? Yeah, cars, like... Volkswagens and little hybrids and stuff like that, you know. Don't you have a Volkswagen? Yeah, I know, but I mean like the, the a bug, bug and stuff like that and even the uh, cabriolet or something like that, you know what I mean? And the Saab, that Saab, that convertible I had, I felt like Gaby in that thing. I felt like a girl in that, driving around that car, but even though it was cool, you know what I mean? It's weird. I felt like, you know, it just didn't seem like a guy car, you know? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> The Mustang seemed like a guy car, you know what I mean? The trucks. But certain cars do kind of look like they're a little wimpy. Honestly, how sad is that? Like, you can even hear me kind of asking my dad, but wait. Don't you have a Volkswagen or don't you like fruity cocktails? And he's like, well, yeah, I do, but it's so awful that men feel like they have to avoid certain things that they even enjoy just because they're seen as not masculine or ladylike. Even if so, what's the problem with that? How did these things become so gendered that we refuse to cross lines? And then when I asked him what made them so gendered, he even had trouble explaining himself. He said, it just is. And that, my friends, is a result of the gender project. After this question, I asked my father if there was ever a time in his life that made him feel emasculated, and this was his response. Not really. No. Yeah, divorce, I guess, losing my family made me feel a little masculine, like I dropped a ball. And that's probably about it, really. You can almost hear the embarrassment in his voice. He says he feels as though he dropped the ball. So what? Having a wife and kids and providing for them was 
the ultimate manly man's job and not being able to do that made him feel like less of a man. Um, I don't know what's worse, that society forces him to feel that way or that he allows himself to. What's even worse than that is that he's never spoken of this. And I know that it's because of his definition of what it is to be a man. He said it before. It's being cold, strong, not showing emotion. And honestly, all those words perfectly describe my dad. I wonder what he would be like and what our relationship would be like if the gender project never existed and there were no more gender regimes. I wonder how many girls would be playing football and how many boys you'd be seeing in their pink baby hats. Well, that's all I have for you guys this week. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys all next Friday. I hope you guys have a great week and I look forward to it. Thank you.